Stay connected and never miss a beat with AT&T. Our reliable network covers more roads than any other carrier, ensuring you're always in the loop. Whether it's tournament upsets, buzzer beaters, or social media buzz, stay up to date. Don't let the action pass you by. Check if you're eligible for a free trial of in-car Wi-Fi at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. And keep the madness going. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Huddle up, huddle up, huddle up. On Giants.com. Here we go, here we go. And the Giants mobile Get them in there, let's go. Part of the Giants podcast network. Welcome to another episode of the Giants Huddle Podcast brought to you by PSENG, energy efficiency for game time and anytime. Visit PSEG.com slash Giants for discounts, rebates, and home energy assessments. On the set of Big Blue Kickoff Live, John Schmelk with the big man, Sean O'Hara. Sean, what's going on, man? Hey, John. Great to see you, man. Thanks for inviting me back to your little man cave. <laughs> yeah, that is exactly what it is. I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah. All right, Sean. We've kind of had a couple weeks here now to breathe since the Giants got knocked out of the playoffs by the Eagles. And unfortunately, we'll be talking about them again later in the podcast. Your just overall thoughts on the year and what it means for the franchise moving forward. Well, I thought, listen, before the season started, the P word everybody was using was progress for with this team. And, and that's what everybody wanted to see. Um, you know, and I think the fact that we're actually saying playoffs, they made the playoffs and won a playoff game, that's huge progress. And, and I think for the Giants, um, I, I think that w- we saw a lot of young players develop. And I think that's something that that this organization has really been lacking is, look, you draft a kid, and in year three and year four, they should be better players than they were the year you drafted them. And I think we finally have seen that progress in these players. And, and I think it's amazing the difference that Brian Dable and his staff, the, the difference that they have created with the same players. You know, look, there's definitely been some turnover on the roster. Um, you know, Joe Shane has had his work cut out for him. But when you look at a lot of these same players th- that the Giants won games with, the core players were here last year. And it's and it's still – it was a dramatically different team, had a different vibe, different feel. They were confident. Um, they were – you know, they were they, – they, they, it was like this quiet confidence. But I, I think they were also – they believed in each other that, hey, we get the game in the fourth quarter, we've got the guys that can win it, and we're going to find a way to win games. And that was a breath of fresh air for everybody. Yeah, I know probably as a player you don't want to hear this, but I think even more important than the record and winning the playoff game is exactly your point. Andrew Thomas is a all-pro level left tackle. Whether he gets the award every year or not, he's playing at the level. Dexter Lawrence, literally top three defensive tackle in the league with Chris Jones and Aaron Donald right in that conversation. Uh, despite the incident mid-season, Xavier McKinney showed progress. Julian Love got better. More importantly, Daniel Jones showed he could stay healthy for an entire year. And he cut down on the turnovers, two things that I think have really been what's held him back through the early part of his career. And Saquon showed he could stay healthy too. So I think you did see you know, key progress from the guys that you hope are going to be 
uh, the cornerstone of the franchise, not to mention the rookie class. Kayvon Thibodeau did really well. Evan Neal had some ups and downs, obviously, but I think you think the future for him is bright. Yeah, I'll start with the latter there. Um, the the rookie class, you know, and, and think about it, like there, there was a couple injuries too, right? I mean, no, you more know, than a couple. Be- Beavers in training camp. Beavers probably would have been one of the starting linebackers, if not, you know, the Mike. Um, you know, he goes down early and, you know, Wondell Robinson banged up and yet you, they still got a lot of production, you know, from Bellinger and, you know, Evan Neal, Thibodeau. Um, I, I think, you know, even Micah McFadden you know, was a factor and contributed. Those are all, uh, you know, signs of, of, you know, good eye, good, good eye by the scouts and, and by the talents and the GMs. But um, the other point you talked about was some of those core, core players. We saw the best version of Daniel Jones this year. We saw the best version of Saquon Barkley since his rookie year. This was clearly the best version of Andrew Thomas that we've ever seen. And same thing with Dexter Lawrence. And, you know, it's, it's funny because, you know, I talked with Wink Martindale earlier this year, and he said, when I came here, I said, if Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence aren't pro bowlers, we're doing something wrong. And so it's good to see that a coach can come in and see that talent and then say, all right, now how do I maximize that? How do I get the best version of Dexter Lawrence? And he did just that. Uh, same thing with Mike Kafka and with Dable offensively. Look, Daniel Jones, um, you and I break down a lot of film, and I can't tell you how many times I saw a play after we lo- we're looking at the season in its entirety now, and it's like, man, that's looks like the same exact play. It's a touchdown, but it's Daniel Jones buying time. Daniel Jones buying time with his legs, finding a way to manipulate the defense with his legs, That and that's something that not – all quarterbacks can do. They don't all have that skill. Um, and so we, we've seen a different version of that. I thought Daniel Jones was unbelievably accurate. Um, he was like a sniper out there with, with a lot, and a lot of it was crossing routes. Like Daniel Jones is not throwing 10 go routes a game. A lot of it's deep ins, deep outs. It's in the, attacking the middle of the field. And I thought that's really where Daniel Jones excelled. Um, you mentioned taking care of the football. Um, so many times... Daniel Jones, when you're watching the film of him this year, when he's climbing that pocket, there are two hands on the football all the time. So for those of you out there that, you know, think that coaches can't make players better, you know, that's false. That's absolutely – this this season was actually actually a great exercise in can you help players fix issues, and they did just that. And credit to Daniel Jones for that. Um, Same thing with Andrew Thomas. You know, I think Bobby Johnson – the offensive line coach has paid dividends. Think about for Andrew Thomas. I mean, I think he had four offensive line coaches in his first three years. Um, that's not the kind of consistency you want at that position group. And I think Bobby Johnson did a great job of bringing some solidarity to that group. Well, given your past, I want to ask you about the offensive line in general. You talked about Thomas. Uh, your thoughts on, you know, right now Feliciano and Gates are both free agents. Do you think it makes sense? Can they be starters for again next year? Do you want to upgrade there? And your thoughts on Evan Neal's rookie season and where he needs to get better? Yeah, let's start with Evan Neal. Um, look, Evan Neal is a monstrous man. I, like, I feel like he's one of those guys when you meet him, if he's sitting down and he stands up, like he just keeps going. Like you're waiting for him to, to hit the ceiling. He's 340 pounds, but he's somehow thin, which yeah. is really weird. Yeah, he's he's and, and he's 340 pounds, but he carries it. It's proportionate. Yeah. And so it's not like, oh man, it's all in one area. Um, the belly. But <laughs> I, I would say, you know, luckily for him, you know, most of it is, is from the waist down. He's very, I mean, his legs are as wide as this table. Um, and I think that's also been one of the things that he's struggled with because his legs are so big. 
they can get heavy and almost can be, we call them concrete boots. And that's where you kind of see, you know what, you, you, you're a little bit laborious in some of the, the footwork aspects of past sets. And we saw him struggle with speed rush, um, you know, as a rookie year. And guess what? Andrew Thomas struggled with the same thing. Andrew Thomas, his rookie year, had some issues with his footwork, had some issues with his balance, had some issues with his punch. I saw some of those same growing pains um, from Evan Neal as a young offensive tackle. And look, defensive linemen know it. They they feed on the young. They feed on. They prey on the young players in the league. And I thought Evan Neal, before he got injured, was starting to make growth and make stride. And then he got banged up. And then I think that's always tough as a tackle to have an MCL injury and then deal with these jitterbugs that are constantly jumping back and forth. So. You know, look, he definitely had some struggles. I, I think Evan Neal has a bright future. Um, I think for the Giants, what he does best is right now he's a great run blocker. I mean, he you get him on 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 the tracks. He there is not a defensive end in the NFL that he can't move at the point of attack. Does a great job with that. He's a great worker. Um, everything I hear about the kid is he's a pro. He came into this you know this building and immediately went to work. And he doesn't care about anything else that's going on outside this building. He wants to be the best Evan Neal that he can be and the best tackle. So I think that's encouraging. Um, for Evan, the two things that I think he needs to work on is he's got to get a little more violent with his punch and his footwork just needs he needs to stop crossing over. He gets in trouble when he does when he is no longer square to the line of scrimmage, when he turns his hips and then he crosses over. And that's why he gets beat by the up and under move. I mean, you say crossing over, his legs literally His left cross. leg crosses over. Right. And that's uh, uh, that's like a cardinal sin for offensive linemen. You don't clank your heels together and you don't cross over. Some guys can get away with it because they're athletic enough. But Evan, that's when he got in trouble, when he crossed over. Now, once he gets more confident in his set um, at this level, because these guys are faster, um, that won't happen as often, but um, you know th- those are the only things that you want to see. And, and I think every offensive line prides himself on not being on the ground. Evan Neal was on the ground way too much this year, and I think that's one thing that if he was sitting right here, he would say, "Absolutely, I got to correct that." You can't. You're not worth anything if you're on the ground as an offensive lineman. All right. How about the guard and center spot? So I think Nick Gates. What a remarkable story. You know, I feel like it's Rich Soiver 2.0. You know, for him to come back and play in a limited role, I think that was a, a great win. When and he was played the pretty well, by the way. Yeah, but like he came out first as, a, as yeah. an extra offensive lineman, and it was like, okay, 65 is all over. Wow, it's great to see Nick out there playing. And then all of a sudden, boom, he's playing guard, and, and he did. I, I thought he played really well. Um, I thought he did a great job even when he filled in his center. So I think there's definitely value there. I think the question that Nick Gates, you know, really has to find out is, you know what kind of contract am I trying to do? Do I do I want a, a one-year deal and I want to prove it that I'm a starter in this league, whether that's with the Giants or with another team, or do I want to be a New York Giant and want to stay here and let's you know let let's sign a long-term deal and let me earn a starting job because I don't think they're going to give it to him. Uh, Feliciano, you know maybe they bring them both back and say look, best man wins. Um, but I think Feliciano proved that he's a starting center in the league. I think he did a great job with communication. The one thing that I I think this offense you could say was complete you know complete contrast to last year, they did a great job with the blitz pickup. This offense, there it seemed like the communication was great. They were on the same page up front. There were very rarely did you see missed assignments, uh, unblocked defenders in both the running and the pass game. So, um, you know I, I thought I thought Feliciano did a really good job, you know coming in you know in his first year as a center. All right, two more questions before we say goodbye. Now the offseason decisions, Daniel, Saquon. Those are the two monsters, right? And I guess uh, the context I'll put for both of these guys is that 
you know, how much more can Daniel progress here as the things around him get better? And then for Saquon, how do you think the Giants handle that? Yeah, these are, I mean, two iconic players right now for the Giants. You know, look, your quarterback is always an iconic player, and you got to find out, you know, can we win games with this guy, and can he take us to the playoffs? And Daniel Jones answered that question, absolutely. And I think there isn't a quarterback in the NFL that was asked to do more with less than what Daniel Jones did this year. And so if you look at it and you say, wow, if we made the playoffs with this group right now, if we can assemble a better team around him, you know, can, can we go even further? I think the answer to that is yes. So for Daniel Jones, he proved he could stay healthy. He can, play, he can be durable. He can be He's reliable. Um, he can take care of the football. And he can make players around him better. I think that was one of the reasons why the Giants drafted him was, hey, you're at Duke. Can you make everybody around you better? Yes, he did that. He brought them to a bowl game. Um, he did that this year with the Giants. So for Daniel, obviously, it's, you know, it's going to be about the length of the contract because I, I know the salary cap hit is big for quarterbacks these days. It's like 20% of your salary cap. So that's that's a big question. But, you know, if you're going to pay somebody that much money, it better be somebody that touches the ball every single play, right? And that's the, the quarterback touches the ball every single play. Running back now, so we get to Saquon Barkley. I mean, look, there. I have yet to meet anybody in the tri-state area that doesn't love Saquon Barkley and doesn't love what he brings to the table. Um, look, he's been through it all too. You know, he got he was at the top of the of, of the mountain peak his rookie year, rookie rookie player of the year, and then he got hurt, and so he's been he's been in the basement. He's hit rock bottom, and he's crawled and clawed his way back. So, I think it's a great story what Saquon's done. Um, I think he's got a lot of great football left in him. I don't know what the Giants do with him. I don't know. I mean, at some point, you know, financially, you know, you have to make a decision. I don't know if the Giants can keep both. If you keep one, do you keep the quarterback and then and then hope that you can keep the running back? And then, you know, business-wise, you have to make decisions. Um, I'll, I'll say this. The fact that teams are drafting running backs in the second, third, and fourth round and they're getting great production makes it a tough argument, for, you know, to keep Saquon. Um but then you also look at the things that he's able to do and how much better he got from this year compared to the year before. If he continues on that trajectory, then, man, maybe Saquon leads the league in rushing next year. So I think he has that ability in him. Um, you know, again, it's it comes down to the numbers game. And really, at this point in time, I put it on the players because – your agent's going to ask for this, teams are going to offer this, and then it's up to the player to intervene and say, you know what, here's what's important to me. Is the contract what's important? Okay, then then that's going to dictate the outcome. And there's no right answer there, by the way. It's going to be different depending right. on the guy. Well, there's no wrong answer. Right. You know, I feel like if, if, if that's what you are, are geared towards, then okay. But that's how your decision is going to be made. If it's in your heart, you know, as we had a recently retired giant that said, you know, only a giant. If that is your goal and that's what you want to be, then I think there's room for that as well. Sean, good stuff, my man. All right, thanks, Johnny. Sean O'Hara, thanks for joining us on Giants Auto Podcast. Well, I haven't been around draft time, too. Once he gets to go to the combine, he watches all the interior lines. Yeah, and, can't wait for the underwear Olympics. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have, we'll have they moved it around, though. I know, it's different yeah. now. Now, you guys are going last. Yeah, we'll line go fast. You have to be there till Sunday now. Sorry about that. Okay, so, since you brought it up and since we're talking about it, like, whose idea was it to make the chubby kids run last? I mean, if you thought they ran <laughs> slow before, wait till now. You're, you're going from 4-2, to 5-4 uh, in 40s. They always got to let the elephants go first don't let them go to st elmo's before they have to run on sunday yes. that could be problematic yeah. uh that's the john soto podcast brought to you by p-s-e-n-g 
energy efficiency for game time and anytime. Visit PSEG.com slash Giants for discounts, rebates, and home energy assessments. For Sean, I'm Schmelk. We'll see you next time. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CareerBuilder is made for people who have that thing. You know, those superpowers that make you good at your job, the skills you bring to work. And CareerBuilder knows those skills make you right for other jobs too. Higher paying jobs with benefits, jobs you never thought of trying. Are you a people person? Work from home as a customer service rep. Are you organized and like driving? Become a delivery driver. You have the skills it takes, and CareerBuilder.com has the jobs to get you hired fast. Visit CareerBuilder.com.